If you are wondering whether your organization should create or enhance your mid-level program, the answer is yes. But before you do, you'll want to listen to Lisa Robertson, who is Veritas Group's client learning and experience leader, who has helped many of our clients launch successful mid-level programs. Today, we discuss three things leaders get wrong about mid-level and how to overcome them so that you are assured of having a winning program. Welcome to the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group, featuring Richard Perry and Jeff Schreifels. Twice a month, we bring you the latest and best thinking about major gift fundraising, so you can develop authentic relationships with your major donors. Here are your hosts, Richard and Jeff. Welcome to the podcast today. Richard is out this week, but I have Lisa Robertson with me, who is a client learning and experience leader for us at Veritas. And what I love about having Lisa on with me is that she's working with frontline fundraisers and can tell us right now what's happening on those front lines. And today, that experience is necessary as we're going to be talking about the three things that most leaders get wrong about mid-level programs. Lisa? Welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's great to be here. I think, you know, I love mid-level. I'm pretty passionate about it. Uh, yeah, I've helped, <laughs> I do. I love it. Um, I've helped many nonprofits launch their mid-level programs and have helped manage and coach dozens of mid-level officers. So mid-level is something that's really dear to my heart. Yeah. And I know it's been for a long time. And this is one reason why I wanted you to be part of this podcast today, because other than the fact that you're just an amazing person <laughs> in general, but why don't you just define for us what we mean by when we talk about a mid-level program? Yeah, that's a great question because I, I know sometimes people say mid-level and they mean different things. But so what we mean is we have a dedicated mid-level officer. And sometimes yeah. I'll even call that a, a major gift officer who doesn't travel, right? They're still there to build relationship mm -hmm. and that's their only job. Um, and then they're working with a caseload of between five and 700 donors who have met a predetermined metric and that we have established protocols that clearly outline how the program is going to function, what the communication strategy is going to be, how we're going to track things in the database, and how donors move in and out of mid-level. So those three things are really important. Okay. So I just want to touch briefly on this predetermined mm -hmm. metric thing, because that mm -hmm. we often get that question from folks like, well, what is mid-level for my organization? And we yeah. say, well, basically, we need to look at your data, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So why don't you explain a little bit about what, what does that mean for large, small, you know, what have you seen? Sure. Um, well, you know, we've seen a wide range, but typically what will happen is we'll say, tell us everyone who, um, as we'll usually start at a thousand dollars and say, tell us everyone who's at a thousand dollars unassigned, how many do we have? Yeah. And if we don't have enough there to make a good caseload, then we'll say, okay, let's drop to 500. Um, and we've dropped to 250. Um, at times, 250 is really tough. Like it's a lot of hard work at that level, um, mm -hmm. but it works. You know, it, we've seen them grow. And so you start with kind of where you're at. And my my greatest encouragement there is a lot of times people want to cap that. Like they'll say, well, our major gifts is $5,000. So we'll tell you everyone who's between one and five. Yeah. Well, you know, in our experience, Jeff, not all of those people there, even at quote unquote major gift level are in caseloads. And so why would you cap that? If yeah. you don't have enough major gift officers, right, to to cover that, or if you have people maybe that have gone through 
our qualification process, those seven steps and just haven't connected yet, then we put them in mid-level, even though they're quote unquote, higher level donors, because they might be one of those late adopters yeah. or late majority like me, right? They're going to take more yeah. than seven attempts. And so put them in mid-level where they'll get those. And then by attempt 15, they'll finally say, yeah, I'd love to talk to you. And that's when you go, great. I've got this great person in your area. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you, yeah. and that's when you pass on the major gifts. Um, so definitely start with the, the bottom layer and then lower it if you yeah. need to, to get enough donors. Okay, good. So yeah. at the beginning of the podcast, I said, we wanted to talk about the three mm-hmm. things that most nonprofit leaders get wrong about this whole mid-level thing. So mm-hmm. since you're the expert, why didn't you tell us the first one? Okay. Well, in my experience, the first thing that leaders get wrong is um, knowing the importance of clean data and database management. And that sounds so counterintuitive for us, right? We're the relationship people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in mid-level, 500 to 700 records is a lot of people and a lot of data. And so what happens is we end up discovering a lot that's happening inside of that data. And so it's really important that you work with a database manager so that you understand the coding and the, and the um, donor records and how that impacts things, right? If I code them this, how does that affect that? And then have really good conversations to, um, talk about who's going to be in these pools and understand how should they be removed or added or moved around. And so that's the conversation then with the rest of the team. Right. Um, And then have these clear protocols about how to pull donors for future caseloads. So um, all of that comes down to how are they in the database coded to the right people with the right sort of status, making sure that we're not uh, interfering with other things like direct mail, major gifts, et cetera, inadvertently. So it's really important to, to make sure that that's all kind of clean and sorted out. So, you know, great example, Jeff, is we had a client and they pulled their list from mid-level. We hired MLOs based on that. We're like, great, we're good to go, right? We're going to launch this. And as we did, so all of a sudden the major gifts team saw those names and we're like, oh no, I want those people. And they pulled the top donors from mid-level. Um, and so that was really frustrating, right? The yeah. mid-level folks then didn't have as many people and the major gift team had too many people. They pulled people they really didn't need. So they just kind of sat on them and they didn't communicate with them. So, you know, having that conversation early and knowing like when they're coded here, they stay here until X, Y, Z is beneficial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying here is if you want a successful mid-level program, understanding your data, making sure it's mm-hmm. clean, that mm-hmm. you have those protocols in place, that's really, it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. And make sure you're talking to everyone from major gifts to the database folks, to direct response to everyone so that they understand what the objectives are of this program. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, so tell us the second issue we find. (laughs) It could be point A1, (laughs) it's so important. (laughs) But what a lot of people get wrong in this is they think that mid-level, they don't know how long it's going to take to really ramp up. So here's my experience. If you're building a brand new program, it's going to take at least six to eight months to get that ramped up and going. And that's because um, there is all that data work that we just talked about. And then there's the MLOs and they're trying to reach out to donors. And we do an introductory series that is very similar to our qualification process, but it's it's about five to seven letters and emails and phone calls that you're making. That takes time when you're talking about five to 700 people. And so, you know, some leaders get it in their heads that, okay, we're going to start this. 
And then tomorrow night, we're going to see results. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And it just doesn't work that way. But what does work is that if you're patient and you run the program correctly, you will see these results. And so I have two stories to share. Right. Um, you know, one is that one of our clients started with a mid-level program. They they really wanted to look at their entire process. They really want to start major gifts, but they just didn't have the pipeline necessarily. Yeah. And so they had this small donor base and that's one of those organizations where we had to drop the level to 250 to get enough donors. Okay. Um, that is really hard work, but they hired a really competent, dedicated mid-level officer. And so it was successful. And after one year, not only did that program show growth, but um, their entire donor file, meaning all the donors, not just those in the portfolio, oh. also went from, get this, Jeff, a negative return to a positive return. It was something like a 25% turnaround. Wow. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I fell in love with mid-level is because when you have these systems in place, they're very donor centric. And that messaging yeah. then gets to staff. The data is clean, clean up, which means that every donor gets a better experience and then they stay. And then the best news about that whole story is that then after about a year and a half, they did hire an MGO. And huh. that person walked in to a caseload of, of 75 donors that were qualified that the MLO had discovered, stewarded and cultivated. So that's awesome. Yeah. Win, win, win right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then we work with another international nonprofit. So a little bit bigger program. And they started a mid-level program because they had 3000 donors at the thousand dollar plus level who were not in caseloads. Wow. And so at year one, we saw growth and that was great. But then by year two, it was clear that that MLO had the skills to be an MGO. So year one, she would have told you, no way can I be an MGO. Right. right. Two years later, she's like, this is fantastic. I love this. And so they had the position and opportunity. She moved into it. And not only that, but she brought with her 150 qualified donors. So she's, she's already got her qualified caseload. Wow. And the other donors who stayed mid-level are performing everybody right now, Jeff. They're just like, they yeah. love that relationship, right? So yeah. smooth transition, really good. So the key to both of those stories is it really took over a year to start to see growth and celebrate those yeah. big wins. It seems like this is an issue we have with leaders, whether it's mid, major, mm -hmm. plan giving programs. Everyone thinks it should start producing overnight. But yeah, this is not like direct response marketing where, you, you know, you send out 10,000 letters and within two weeks, you mm. will know how effective that letter was. Yeah. And so mid-level is really about starting that one to one relationship. And it just takes time. Right. Yeah. And that's leads me to the final thing that most leaders get wrong about mid-level. And that is they don't really understand the role of mid-level and what the objective is. So I'm going to mm. tell you, it's really <laughs> simple. We're building a relationship over time so that we can do three things, keep, lift, and move. Yeah. So we want to retain those donors, right? We want to keep them. We want to increase the revenue per donor of all those folks who do stay. Um, so we have a, the average combined gift and frequency of giving is then we lift that. Mm -hmm. And then we want to move some to major gifts. So real simple, keep lift and move by building relationships. Yeah. And then to make that happen though, this involves mm -hmm. thanking the donor properly, <laughs> reporting back mm -hmm. on impact, mm -hmm. being creative with touch points and actually asking the donors for gifts. Right. And then the added benefit to that is you're doing all this good work and you get this incredible value to the donors in your database. Like you're getting information yeah. about the donors that you can't get in your direct response program, which means you're communicating with them in meaningful ways in the manner they prefer. Yeah. And when you move them on to major gifts, 
they're already qualified and you likely know the donor's passions and interests. And that's just a huge godsend to your major gifts team, right? Like, yeah. and then it's just a great return on investment for the organization in, in every part of that um, donor pipeline. Exactly. Whew. Okay. This is good, Lisa. Hey, before we go, I want to let you know that we have a free white paper called Cultivating Mid-Level Donors for Maximum Results. And I think you'll find this very helpful. Just go to veritasgroup.com and look on our resource page. And under white papers, you can see it right there. So Lisa, thanks for joining me today. You are awesome. And thank you for listening today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group. Richard and Jeff also write an ongoing blog that you can subscribe to for free at veritasgroup.com. Please join us again next time.